What's up, everyone? This is V, aka Brother English. Welcome to the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast. Or if you followed on Spotify and other platforms, it would be Spikey Bebop, S P I K E E B E B O P. And uh, yeah, this is basically my platform to showcase a little bit of creativity on many different aspects. And understandably, I'm not going to speak in super big, large words. Uh, I'll speak in layman's terms so people better understand uh, what it is that I am cognitively, you know, formulating and uh, how the process in writing a book. And so this podcast doubles as a writer's room. And I say this at the beginning because, I mean, ongoing throughout the rest of the podcast, it seems like an endless rant or a tangent. And understandably, you would be correct. (laughs) But first, before I go off on one of those things, shout out to all uh, the content creators. Uh, Thank you guys for supporting. Uh, The more and more you support my art, the more intricate it becomes uh, each and every day. And I've been, you know, regularly posting uh, just about every day or every other day as far as uh, the podcast goes. And this, as my own content creating, uh, comes as the most hilarious and most vexing thing, regardless of what settings uh, happens around me. And I'll talk about this on the interview that I have of this perception of the, like, I guess, work ethic of other people. Uh, quote-unquote comparing an engineer and comparing uh, a visual artist or a graphic artist and you know iconograph all of the hours spent throughout the day and you know cumulatively cumulative meaning as in like everyone together uh, agreeing that the engineer's job or rather his time is spent more better than that of the artist and you know in the dollar amount you can see now Comparatively so, like I've been, you know, in this journey and I've been a part of my process and I've, you know, not overextended myself uh, just as far as what I wanted to bring uh, to my peers. I didn't go to, you know, art school or anything like that. I don't even think I barely even had art in high school. I was probably like an elective, like you weren't even given that. But (laughs) anyway, basically, I look at both ways of spending the day as equally as wonderful you know the dollar amount is what you know this society and this country has based off of so many different things but as you know someone mentioned earlier today i was watching on youtube they're talking about you know the quintessential starving artist and things like this versus having an artist have you know this set amount and these things that they do uh, a schedule and to me outside looking in it looks like a business artist business artists they have their 401ks they got their tax write-outs they got all their you know list a graph uh we call this excel spreadsheets of all their clients type and they got their phone numbers like that's a very uh rigid but very you know uh great way of accessing you know their abilities as an artist but not every artist does that. <laughs> People get upset at other artists because they can smoke weed, do other different things all day, go to a show, make all of that money in that one show, and then, you know, go back into their awesomeness and what they do. That's quintessentially a mixture of both of what you will find of me 
uh, loosely based because I have, you know, trial and error, have understood what inspires me as an artist and then how I can go throughout the day and mindfully spend 10 minutes. And, you know, that 10 minutes will be like the equaling of the whole entire day because those were the goals that I had in mind. You know, write this down, jot that down, uh, create that, be inspired by that. There's never a point where I'm not engaged in something, whether it is, you know, stream of consciousness, whether it is, you know, the focus and attention. Most, and without being philosophical in any way, shape, or form, most artists, you know, spend their time doing that or rather doing something else while thinking of doing what they wanted to do. And those are one of the benefits of having a visualization or, you know, an imagination. And those are the things and tools that, you know, you can foster, but you can't really sharpen only so much while you're in, you know, a chair at school or you're doing something. There's so many different elements and so many different layers of dealing with, you know, life in general that, you know, science fiction or even what genre you choose to write in uh, is your plaything. It's literally Play-Doh. Like, you can literally, you know, move and meticulously have different figures do certain things because of your level of concentration and what you want to present. So I, I just find it vexing, and I've talked about this on my podcast many times before, where I never, you know, kind of quintessentially saw myself as what someone else did, because I'm always, you know, thinking of this end goal, but it's not even an end goal. It's like I'm already, you know, living those days, uh, which I want to already uh, today, and, you know, wondering why everyone else isn't caught up to it just yet, but... <laughs> It sounds crazy because it isn't, but it just sounds crazy on paper. But it's like I say, those are certain things that differentiate and separate other artists from others. And, you know, in the future, 50 years from now, I never want to, you know, have this conversation where I'm comparing, you know, an engineer versus an artist and how they spend their days. And because I I equally look at both of what they do as a level of importance that society needs. Society needs a lot of more funny people. It needs a lot of more real people. (laughs) It needs a lot of more inventive minds. And to, you know, basically balance out what it is that we're creating and what it is that we're crafting and how big of it. Uh, that you want it to cast uh, in the future, you know, and all these different people who aren't even born yet and will be eventually uh, don't know everything that we know uh, from my generation alone. It, it, the, the numbers are dwindling. No, <laughs> it, it's just basically uh, real recognized real. And, you know, regardless of what corporations will say what we like, we already know what we like. And if it's a difference of what someone says and what is, then, you know, as an artist, you kind of want to just focus on that and accentuate on that and constantly, you know, bring that up in a forefront of a conversation, regardless of what, (laughs) you know, you think is popular. Even if it's unpopular, having those kind of separates your message and creates this niche or creates this style. And I'm really, you know, vexed at, you know, how others are trying to force others to do certain things. And I get it. You know, competition creates the best of 
I guess, art. <laughs> it creates the best of this sense of style or it creates this sense of content. But you must not lose yourself in the sauce of all of these different things that you see on a daily basis. The, the playfulness is, I can't even truly even go into the zeal or this spark that gets me to write on a blank page and to make it sound good. And, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, creative things. It's just something I, I just wanted to put as a tidbit before I go off on my tangent. Just, I, I, like, it would just be, you know, somebody asking me, you know, hey, man, how do you spend your day? I'd be like, yo, family first, spend all the time with them, do my thing, have my time, go on my flow, and it's always in my flow. I can't even really truly even describe it, but I'm always in my flow. And to the outside person looking in, they're just like, oh, well, he was procrastinating. He was doing this or he was doing that. that that's under somebody else's iconograph of time. <laughs> it's two separate things. So that, that's just it. Anyway, my podcast has been going on since 2020 and I'm really excited into this third year and where we've gone. We've traversed uh, two, three different books now and four and I haven't really gone into, you know, the last book that I wrote and the specifics of it other than it just being an extension of what my ideas and my imagination have always been at regardless of what has happened around me, regardless of where I was. I always had that as a goal in mind was to continue this book. And I literally actually even wrote the second book on my phone on a pad and uploaded it to the drive so that I would have it. And it that's cumulatively like how determined I was to finish that book. And I mean like those were crazy phones that I had. I don't even remember how many phones. I've had crazy amount of pads. I don't even know how many just like random Android pads that I had. These were really awesome now that I think back in retrospect. But anyway, through all of this, I have, you know, finished this series and, you know, continued it and am working on the fifth one now. And that's really, really fun. Uh, the ideas are coming, the inspiration is coming, and I enjoy this. You know, family, uh, the way that they inspire me like I've never done before, uh, my wife and my son, like that's like legit. I couldn't wish for a better way of, you know, having a, I guess, a scheduling or, you know, planning my days of how I, I just come up with a book. Other people have, you know, certain ways and they drink while they write or they isolate themselves or they just, you know, <laughs> no shots to anybody in the current realm or go to a coffee shop and sit amongst others uh, soaking in all those creative ideas. For me, I'm a bit of a recluse when it comes to, you know, creatively working on something, but I don't have an issue of speaking about the work that I'm working on. It's a weird thing. I could talk about it, but not, you know, talk about it as I write it. <laughs> Everyone has their own way of doing so, and I just you know, am this voice of reason to other writers and other creators and other artists not to beat up on themselves so much. It's going against the grain, but also creating a grain as you go. And as you do so, obviously the obstacles would be um, the normal things that you would see in a business in the first, 
I don't know, first two to three years of a business or five years. And, you know, you want to create a flow or you want to create certain things. But I'm kind of speaking before all of that and speaking about the content of what you're choosing to speak of. And for me, yo, like, I'm, I'm really <laughs> talking about wit and talking about all these other different crazy stories. Like, I'm, I'm crafting this funny moment of pure misconceptions, everything from top to bottom. Uh, everyone in, you know, involved in a conversation has a misconception of something. And, you know, accentuating on this or basically touching on it more than I have before in previous books. Previous books, pretty much everyone, you know, has this level of understanding that uh, memories have been wiped. And, you know, from there, they're already, you know, learning and accessing all of the things that are going on around them. And it's always uh, in a sense of newness. Other people have, you know, their preconceived notions or they have their conclusions. But generally, the way that I explain certain situations is that uh, it's a conversation of understanding. And this is one of the first times where these conversations become more funny and humorous. And I found this as a challenge at first, but now it's a bit more natural to, you know, traverse it and interject these characters together and then have them interact with one another and then, you know, go their separate ways and then once again have those interactions again. And this is the first time I'm doing so in this fifth book. And it's really, really fun. I have all these other different scenarios in my head. And <laughs> it, it's nothing, you know, super egregious versus just this general, like, larger-than-life setting. And to have that, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, the story and how my book has been inspired from the never-ending story. And obviously, if you're not an 80 kid or 80s kid, you may or may not know what the never-ending story is. Or if you've seen it randomly on the internet or randomly in a message board, uh, it's a crazy film, you know, up there with Jason and the Argonauts and trying to like understand super CGI before CGI and claim, claim action figures and shit like this. But the story in itself was something uh, very good, even if the story was very dark. I understood as a kid, you know, the impact, you know, even if it was on like a Saturday morning special or something like this or a Saturday afternoon, I was like, yo, this is special. Like, <laughs> whoever this kid that looks like a girl, like, he was basically, you know, traveling all these other different places. And it tripped me out that, you know, a talking mountain was speaking to him or some other different type of figure and how important he was as the narrator to narrate the said thing. Uh, it's up there with that one, I think it's uh, a movie called Wishmaster or something like this, or Bookmaster, whatever it was. And it, it basically almost had the same level or the storyline of what they were trying to express. And this is basically how the power of the narration or this child could narrate this alternate world and how impactful it was uh, based off of what that person said and the never-ending story, how it all... I'm not going to ruin it. You got to go see the film for yourself. But it, it's definitely something that, as I say, as a writer, as a artist, as someone who, you know, just wants to create a story, you have everything that has been, you know, created at your fingertips. You can literally get on your phone and Google whatever it is that you need 
at the best time and it always comes into fruition if you know how to do or utilize the inspiration that you're using so that's basically it uh, I have another podcast and another one that I'll be doing special edition uh, for that so be looking for it I generally post on Spotify but if you find me on Amazon LinkedIn uh, Instagram what's the other one I guess I have a patreon now my own website just multiple platforms where you can find uh, just my breadcrumbs check that out so shout out to everybody on the west coast shout out to the content creators and i don't even know i'm thinking of like branding myself but i I think i'll just stick it with weed uh if you have weed and you don't like it like you legit like you're like oh my gosh why did i buy this sativa it's so hazy and you're just like legit upset at how hazy it is send it to me just just send me a, a kind email and i will investigate the sativa so that that's pretty much it <laughs> and this is v peace